This is Karen with NewClevelandRadio.net, and it's time for Care Notes with Doug Wilbur. And Doug, you said you just came back from a, a meeting with other caregivers or caregiver companies? Yeah, it was uh, caregiver companies. I was uh, uh, privileged to be able to go to the Home Care Association of America meeting that is held annually. Um, it, it was held this time in Chicago, Illinois. So it was actually easy to get to yeah. for me. Um, and it, it, it's fascinating because it was by far the largest meeting I believe that they ever had had more vendors that were there than any time that I had ever seen. So people selling to um, different items or or services more than even items sure. to the home care association um, agencies. And um, there's a lot of educational pieces that were involved in, in this whole uh, process of, um, of, of, you know, when we were there. And, um, and so, you know, I was able to get some great lectures and um, to, to be able to understand trends and issues and things happening. And so it was, it was a good meeting. Um, it's also, I, I've been involved in Home Care uh, Association for a number of years, as I've mentioned before, I'm vice chair of the Ohio chapter. So I actually went in prior to uh, the the actual annual meeting sure. for a pre-meeting. And in the pre-meeting, we were talking about legislation, things going on, you know, from a, a national and from a local perspective. And it's pretty fascinating. So, you know, there was many, many levels that I ended up um, being able to to gain insight and understanding of. So, you know, that's part of what I'd like to do today, hopefully, is, is share some of those insights and be able to hopefully give people a sense of what it was like, you know, um, not so much to be there, um, but but to get a glimpse of some of the things that I received while I was there. So, you know, um, I, I, one thing I did want to mention, um, because they did emphasize this, that there is a bipartisan bill, uh, and, and that's pretty rare right now to have something that has a large bipartisan support that is out there for the VA benefits. And it's called the, um, oh shoot, I think it's the Elizabeth Dole Act okay. is, is the proper name for it. And essentially what it says is that um, if someone is in the, the care system, um, they're paying people um, for the VA. Um, they're paying people differently or reimbursing or paying for services sure. differently if you're in the, the home setting than you are in a facility setting. And so essentially what this is trying to do is bring parity 
so that the amount of money that you could receive for staying at home or not money isn't the right thing the amount of services that they'll pay for so sure. that quantity of money they feel like should be equal for home care as uh, you know to facility care and to me that makes perfect sense because Absolutely. what that's because what's happening now is people are getting to a certain amount of care and if they don't have a lot of money uh, what'll happen is they'll just say okay you hit your limit and whatever that percentage limit is that is lower than in the facility uh, we're just going to you know we'll pay for it but you have to go into a facility now for us to pay for these other things and and all this is saying is you know what we'll we'll continue paying as much at home as you would have so you can get more services and hopefully stay home and not go into a facility. So I do urge people to, if if you agree with this, and I, I think most people should agree with, with that. I don't think there's a lot of of like reasons why someone shouldn't. Um, but if you agree with that, please, please, you know, contact your congressman, uh, your senators, and um, and just say, hey, I support this this sure. bill. I think this is a good thing. I think we should be doing that. Um, so so that was like one thing that I, I took away that I think the audience would benefit by knowing that that is out there. It is something that I think we should wholeheartedly support because you know my vision in starting the company was the belief that most people will do better at home than they will in a facility. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so if we can do that, you know, we should do that. I I as a people and for our veterans. And don't um, you think that if this does get passed for our veterans, eventually I think we're going to look at it as saying, you know, it's not just for the veterans. We now have to think about anyone who needs care because you know what i have seen and it's not for a particular facility but i've seen when people you know can't afford being at home anymore and they go into a facility the confusion the you know their attitude changes and oftentimes they get worse once they're in the facility even though the right. facility is servicing them yeah well, here's one of them, you know, and this is uh, a thought, and and it really is a thought, and and um, and I'll honestly say I haven't spent a lot of time contemplating all the pieces because we have a problem in our country, and that is we're spending more than we're taking in, right? And and so we are not going to explore the solution to that, but I know that that's unsustainable long-term because all we're going to do is throw um, uh, debt onto uh, the next generation if we do that too much. And I don't think anyone really thinks that's right or fair. Right. I think we would just rather pretend that that wasn't the reality and keep on spending. But like we do with, you know, if you end up getting into 
um, too much credit card debt. Right. You know, yep. it, it ends up being like, okay, eventually something's going to happen right. if you keep on doing that. So without tackling that issue, <laughs> um, I will say this is that um, the way the system now currently works is um, for the most part, Medicaid um, it, it doesn't kick in until you've spent down um, all of your money, which right. which is, you know, I, I understand that um, because that means before you straddle someone else with, with paying a bill, you should use your resources. Right. You save for a rainy day, it's raining. Now is time to spend it down. When that money though is gone, um, the tendency is for someone to get pushed into the um, into the system with um, Medicaid um, in a nursing home because they'll take care of everything. Right. Um, it also is um, you know easier to get into a nursing home, I think, than for most people to get care in the home. And and I think again, we have to think about parity in that situation. Like, how can we really effectively pay for folks in the home setting versus, you know, um, having them have as their kind of the the de facto option going into a into a facility in long-term nursing. Sure. Um, and, and, you know, I do think we have to think through those pieces pretty thoroughly because, you know, and, and hopefully that would just be like, you can use your dollars this way, or you can use your dollars this way. Um, but you're still going to be using the same amount of dollars. And, and that's why, again, I like the Elizabeth Dole Act, because it's taking into account that you know, spending money either way, why not do it this way? Right. Um, uh, and and I think and one of the problems with that last bill, just so you know, um, the you know they had a lot more people kind of I think supported and jump on it, but the Congressional Budget Office, from what I understand, originally scored it, and all bills get a score on like how costly this is gonna be. And it sounds like they did the calculations wrong initially. So it seemed like it was gonna cost a lot more. Someone caught it and said, wait a second, those numbers don't seem right. And usually the Congressional Budget Office is actually really good at, at predicting things. Um, and then, you know, they, they um, I think they typically follow a nice bipartisan pass when they're not, Sure. pushing one way or another based on, you know, trying to skew the results. But but anyway, in this case, it was just they accidentally did the wrong calculations and they they went back and refigured it and they found out that those original figures were wrong. So a lot more people were then willing to say, oh, if it's not going to really cost more or not much more, then, you know, we're going to, um, you know, uh, uh, in that situation, um, you know, uh, support this bill. Absolutely. So, yeah. 
Um, but so so those are kind of a couple things. Also, was seeing you know that different states. Um, getting back to the Medicaid, and we don't, as a company, um, take Medicaid or waiver. Um, but one of the reasons is in the state of Ohio, um, reimbursement is horrible. So we don't feel like we could take that and use that in such a way that we would be able to have good caregivers. And, um, but because the reimbursement is so poor, that essentially the only way I can figure out that you could do it would be if you end up paying your people minimum wage and you're not going to either uh, do your workers, you know, any service by doing that, um, or you're not going to get good people. So you're not going to do whoever you're serving, you know, any benefit in that. So, um, so that's, that was kind of the legislative piece. Um, from the the trends, you know, one of the things that I love to do is I love to go through the labyrinth of, of of vendors that were there just to see what's what's there because oftentimes that reflects other things. Sure. And um, so uh, you know, like trends or mega trends or something like that. And so th- there was more vendors there than there had ever been you know, it was pretty amazing. And, um, and so, uh, but um, in this particular situation, um, one of the things that I ended up um, realizing was, you know, people are catching on to AI. And, um, and, you know, there was a lot of talk in the meetings about AI. And I, I'm a really big believer in AI being, having a lot of potential for so much for the elderly, um, you know, making us more efficient as a company in doing what we do. Um, I also believe that it will help us, um, you know, with with things like discovering, or I mean, having like smart technology in okay. the home um, so that if people were to, um, um, you know, fall, being able to detect the fall, just because, and, and there's starting to be companies that are doing that, they're listening, basically have a, a sensor that's out there that kind of listens and say, is this the normal sounds that we hear at nine in the morning, you know, and, and picking up on patterns. And so it just, it, it actually sits there quietly for a period of time, listening and listening and listening and listening for patterns. And, and then um, it after it like says, I think I understand this person and their patterns, then it starts doing, you know, like more active things. Like, hey, someone is supposed to be getting up and they're not making the getting up noises. You're not hearing things rustle or whatever, it will listen for falls, it'll listen for many, many other things um, that are just indicators. And I I thought that's great, you know, that's a- Absolutely. Yeah, and I think think for the elderly, as we're weighing through um, aging in place in the future, um, 
it's not going to be just one piece. It's not, it may not be just an aid there 24 hours. It's probably going to be some combination of uh, smart technologies using um, AI or machine learning and, and incorporating that with the human touch um, and helping people, you know, with that, that human piece and, um, and, hopefully bringing costs overall down um, for folks. And, um, and I, I believe strongly that it's going to be that combination of doing really, you know, lots of things in a smart way um, that's going to make a difference. And so I, I do think companies and, you know, hopefully companies like ours will be remain on the cutting edge of things so that as we see, technology that we can sort of pair our services with, um, we'll do that. And and I think families will also be doing that. So I don't know if you um, have heard about any of those things or not. I haven't, but you know, if you think about, you know, having the nanny cams in the homes of many seniors, you know, some right. people say, you know, oh, that's terrible, you're watching them. Well, we're watching them, but we're also trying to keep them comfortable and, you know, let them live alone if that's what they choose to do. Um, right. So if AI is used properly, which it sounds like that's the technology that they're, they're building. I think it's wonderful because, yeah, yeah. you know, as I keep telling my boys, you know, you're not putting me in a home and they, they laugh at me and it's like, Oh yeah, you're gonna take orders from us when you get older. And it's like, well, I just may have to. But <laughs> um, but if this technology, you know, continues, it's gonna give us all a better chance of living a better life, you know. Right. Yeah. So yeah, well, the other thing that I I um saw was the, the more and more about the trends of caregiver shortage. Um, you know, we got a taste of that with um, uh, with what was going on um, when we were going through COVID. Sure. Um, and that was like, that was really a precursor of things to come um, in the sense that I believe um, that we're going to be moving into a time where the caregiver shortages are going to be extremely severe. Um, and, and all you have to do is look at the statistics, like how many kids are, are being born compared to, um, you know, to families right now. And I think if I remember right, this, the ratio is about 1.7 per, um, per woman um, of children being born. Well, that means that we're not sustaining, um, you know, our our population not sure. that way. So we got to figure that out because if we don't reproduce at least equal, we're we're not only gonna, um, I mean, with reproducing equally, I think we would still have big shortages just because of population and where things are in the population. But I also believe that. Um, um, that that we have a real big problem, you know, that, that is going to happen 
with that 1.7 number where we're just not going to have caregivers. And so that's why that technology piece actually does play a really big role overall in what we're doing. So, And you stop uh, and think about how many young people today are actually choosing to be single. Okay. Right. And so that that changes even the caregiving. You don't have the spouse or the children to come in and take care of you. Uh, in fact, I had lunch with a friend of mine today and she was telling me how sick she was a couple months ago with COVID. Yeah. And it's like, you know, she lives by herself. She's got family around, but they couldn't come near. And so she said, sometimes they left food by the door, but she was too sick to get up to even to go get it, yeah. And so, you know, that's something else that, you know, AI is going to help us with. Right. Well, and, uh, you know, that actually, I, I just talked to someone who fell and, um, and she had COVID and she's in her late nineties and she ended up um, when, when she fell, it took her hours to crawl to a phone. You know, she was so fortunate that she was around, but she was so weak in that point. Um, in her case, she doesn't have any family in the area. So um, now, you know, she has a very supportive family. They just don't happen to be in the area. And, right. and the point of that is that, you know, one of the other mega trends is people don't live near their parents. Right. I know you didn't live near your right. mom. And, you know, and that was just, you know, people moved to other towns. And and so more and more you're having um, parents that are kind of orphaned in their right. cities. And um, and the, and frankly, the parents want to remain in their their cities. They don't right. want to move to, you know, if, if their um, daughter's out in in Topeka, they don't want to move to Topeka. They want to stay in Cleveland where they right. built their life and, and you know, have their home and other things. Um, the other trend that I, I saw that I thought was interesting was um, that there was a, a big emphasis on consolidation and um, that, that more and more companies uh, like ours are are um, are expanding and getting more and more companies, you know, that right. they're doing. So they're, you know, the I think the trend over the next ten years is going to be that um, there are going to be fewer companies doing what we do. They're just going to be bigger, and and that's not necessarily bad. As a matter of fact, I think that there's some good in that. Um, the, what I worry about a little bit is, you know, if there's, um, if, if it becomes too corporate, yeah. um, where it, it becomes all about the profit rather than the care as being the driving. Now you, you, you have to, as a company, even if you're a nonprofit, you have to be profitable You right. I, exactly. in the sense that, yeah. You have to take in more money than you than you spend, right. you know. So um, for that reason, though, um, it's really important that you your vision, your values, your other things drive 
what you're doing so that that it still remains about care and is not about um, uh, about uh, just being in a um, a, a profit-making machine. Sure. Well, and we've seen with a lot of the facilities how they've been bought out by big corporations. Yeah. And, you know, the way they the way they provided care previously is totally different than the way they're doing it now. Um, and I've seen that with a couple of places just here in the area. And it's, you know, to me, it's very upsetting because, you know, this facility had a great reputation and now they're hiring differently because it's from up top rather right. than from within. Yeah. So I, I do think that we, as um, as an industry, and one of the things that I'm committed to is that we don't miss, you know, that um, as we grow, as we expand, you know, I want to do what I have always called as a care model, which is care is at the center of what we do. That is our focus. And we set up, we have a good business model. So we will remain profitable and viable is, is probably a, even a better word um, into the future so that we can continue on with the mission of care and, um, and doing the right things for others. So, you know, as we expand, you know, one of the things that, that I was, you know, greatly had, you know, kind of doubled my resolve that that we as a company will not lose sight on on the very purpose of what we do and um and I believe that in the end that's the right thing for the the you know our our um our clients but I also believe that hopefully we can be a bit of a you know a you know, we can call out to um, the industry as a whole and say, you know, we're leading the way, follow what we're exactly. doing, yeah. yep. you know, and don't, don't forget this piece of it, you know, as, as, you know, it becomes bigger and potentially a little bit more corporate, you know. Um, the one thing that's good about it, have you ever noticed that hospital systems tend to um, like, be in certain like certain areas. So you, you have the Cleveland Clinic, University Hospitals, and they're strong in an area that is around that metropolitan area. But these national hospital chains tend, you know, when they started coming out and doing it, they thought, well, we can just do here like we do here, like we do here. Well, they it never was successful in doing right. that. Um, all right, or not very successful, or else the whole country would be like that. But I do believe that what ended up happening, um, you know, that that's a picture that, um, because what I'm seeing in like as a, a trend nationally is that, that what we do is very local. So Cleveland is very different from, um, from, Nashville, Tennessee. Sure. And if if we tried to do in Nashville, Tennessee, things exactly what they like we do here um, and tried to set up shop in that way, 
it's not going to work, you know. Well, we got to take into consideration the culture of the people and the culture yeah. of the area. Um, you know, I was just surprised, and we've talked about this before, how different the caregiving in Michigan was. And it wasn't that we worked with one company. We worked with a multitude of companies. And it was yeah. like, how can it be this different? And, uh, you know, you're explaining it a little bit now, and I'm starting to understand, too, that it's based on what the area expects or needs. Right, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, care is very local, you know, in, 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 in many, many respects. And so, you know, I, I believe that, um, you know, we're going to be successful um, as we know that and understand that, you know, then um, the needs, the emphasis, everything is going to be very different depending on, um, on that local spot that you're in. Sure. And again, uh, you, you know, you're not going to be able to to overly corporatize. What you may be able to do is develop great systems that are adaptable in different areas, you know, and 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 make that happen. So uh, the, those are just some of the trends that I saw. Um, and, you know, that that last trend was a kind of a trend with a warning. You know, that um, as, you know, just knowing that um, we want things to remain personal in this, but we do want the efficiencies of scale. So there's nothing wrong with scaling. It just is, it has to remain, you know, very, very personal and very care focused, um, you know, um, it, as you're, as you're doing whatever you're doing. So I, I could literally talk for a, an extra half an hour, but I don't think anyone wants to listen. <laughs> well, I, you know, I think one <laughs> of the important things that we all need to keep in mind is that most of us are going to need some sort of care in our future, uh, mm -hmm. whether we want to believe it or not. Uh, the same person who I had lunch with today had mentioned that her uh, brother-in-law has an illness and his wife works full time. And, you know, I wouldn't consider them seniors. Okay. And when I heard that, I said, how are they dealing with it? And she told me, and it was like, you know, so grateful to hear that he can still be at home and he can, you know, do the things he needs to, and his wife can still work and, you know, yeah. have that life outside of the house. So we have to remember that when we talk about home care, Home care can come in at any age. And um, it's not just because we're old and ill, it's because we just need it in our life. And yeah. that's what you guys provide. So uh, Cherished Companions is uh, number one on my list. And uh, my boys know that. Uh, in fact, <laughs> with all my legal... With all, speed my legal dial, yeah. speed dial <laughs> with all my legal papers, I have <laughs> your name and number. And it's like, if we ever need anything and they laugh, all done. you know, yeah. <laughs> so I'm planning my future. I want to thank you for sharing with us today and enjoy Chicago. It's one of my favorite cities. So uh, hopefully you'll get a little bit of fun time while you're there. All right. Thank you. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>